Hi, I'm Melody Hilton. And I'm Joel Hilton. And I'm Katie Stansfield. And today we've got a bunch of questions um, about prayer. So we're kind of putting them all in one episode here. Um, And we were just talking about, uh, or I was just saying how prayer is such a vast topic and the scope of Christianity is so vast um, that, you know, I I was kind of like, I don't really If you're looking for a definitive answer... Uh, you might not get it through this. Well, and I mean, like, there's just You'll so much. You'll get our perspective. Much, yeah, there's so much, um, like, even nuance to the church and and different ways to pray, different beliefs about prayer. So I was just kind of like, I feel like I can say some things, but... Well, we're um, going to say what we believe. Yeah, but you're only ever going to get our yeah. perspective anyway. So I don't know why I'm giving the disclaimer, but I just felt like I <laughs> I needed to, but... Well, that's uh, why they listen. That's... Yeah, to get our perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So all of that said, our the first question, this is like, you know, not a big question at all. <laughs> uh, Which came first, the chicken or yeah, the egg? Like these like lifelong questions, but uh, why do we pray is the first question. Well, from my perspective, we pray to have communication with our God, a relationship with him to where um, it's not just us talking, but it's stopping and allowing him to speak to us. So Mm -hmm. it's a dialogue. It's not just communicating to God so uh, uh, so that we get his attention so he does for us what we want him to do. What it it is is just having that relationship Mm -hmm. and... um, Sometimes it might not be just experiencing what he says, but experiencing his presence as we're communicating. And so that's the beauty of prayer. It's just sometimes being with. Isn't communion sometimes we just hang out? It yeah. might not just be a lot of talking, but it's it's connection. And Yeah, I think like time and communication are kind of fundamental to any relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even in a, you know, in a physical relationship, mm-hmm. If you're never spending time with a person, you're never talking to the person, it's not much of a relationship then. Um, so prayer is that kind of name for that that time and communication within our faith. And it is meant to be a dialogue. Um, there are times when it is just us pouring it out to him. There are times of listening, um, but... But it's all birth from a relationship that we have. It's based out of love. Mm-hmm. Communication and friendship and dialogue. Um, our From hearts our involved in those things. Because sometimes people do view prayer as like uh, I don't want to say a rule, but this is what is expected of you to do, and it's more of a routine than necessarily like attached to. I have relationship with who I'm praying with. Yeah. Um, that would challenge me from my <laughs> perspective. Um, it would just be like, well, I'm I'm talking from you, your perspective, Joe. From well, I'm married to Aaron, therefore I have to talk to her, or I must, or this is a rule, or because when we must or have to, then there isn't always. Well, it goes back to how heart. you view God. If you yeah. if you view God as this entity far away and there's no relational connection, then you would do it. Well, this is, this is my ritual of what I need to do Mm -hmm. to fit into this structure of my belief. Mm -hmm. But we believe that it is out of relationship that we connect. So I think of prayer as an avenue. Mm -hmm. uh, One aspect is an avenue of expression. So when we pray, it's because there's difficulties or there's pain or maybe there's praise or there's thankfulness or there's sorrow or there's joy. So prayer is an opportunity to pour our hearts out to our creator, our our God. Mm-hmm. And so that's one avenue, us expressing our hearts to him. The other avenue is prayer is an avenue of connection, So Jesus taught us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Do you see there, there's an avenue from earth to heaven, from heaven to earth. So how can we be a conduit of heaven if we don't connect to it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good stuff. 
So we pray because it is an avenue of connection to a relationship with God, but also to heaven. Jesus said, and when he taught us to pray, give us this day our daily bread. Yeah. Matthew 4, 4, Jesus answered, it is written. So Jesus, this the, the context of this is Jesus is in the wilderness. He's being confronted by the enemy. And this is his response. It is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. Mm-hmm. Then go back to how Jesus taught us how to pray. Give us this day our daily bread. Mm-hmm. What is our daily bread? Every word that comes from God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is scripture, but it's also him illuminating things to our heart and to our mind. Mm-hmm. So prayer is an avenue of, yes, expressing our heart to him, but it's also an avenue that we connect to his heart. We yes. connect to who he is. We connect from heaven to earth. And so, like Jesus said, as Man cannot live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. How do we get the bread of life? Well, obviously, it's through accepting Christ, but the way that we engage with that is the connection of prayer. Yeah. So there is an exchange. There's. An- I believe that. Yes. 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 And when God speaks, that's when we hear his voice, it transforms us. And then we respond with gratitude or, wow, Lord, that and we just, it's communication. But that so eloquently said, Joel, really Well, good. like I said, one aspect of it is that we pour out to him. But the other aspect that we have to understand is we pray so we can know what he's doing and saying. Yeah. That's where that relationship part comes in. So if we just only think prayer is about him doing what we need, right. I think it's a little short-sighted. Right. Prayer is about saying, what are you doing? What are you saying? How can I connect with your heart to this situation so that we can take the heart of heaven and function in that? We can demonstrate that. We can manifest and yeah. and prayer is an avenue for that. Yeah. So the, I've been teaching our kids in church uh, on the Lord's Prayer and uh, we're just kind of breaking it down line by line, but I love, and the Lord's Prayer you know, is probably the most well-known prayer in Christianity, but it it is when Jesus, they call it the model prayer. Jesus said, when you pray, pray like this. And it starts out, our Father who mm. is in heaven. And I how profound mm-hmm. relational connection that, right? that mm-hmm. first that, that the prayer begins our father mm-hmm. it's a re, it is that relationship so you see from the beginning in the garden with god where he was communing with adam and eve to jesus god made flesh to holy spirit who is um that that uh, indwelling within us it's always been about relationship it's always been about connection and prayer is that form of connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, you know, the prayer starts our father. Um, if I only ever called my dad when I needed something, mm-hmm. <laughs> then that speaks to our relationship. And so um, I just, you know, and it doesn't mean that you can't ask God for things because the Lord's prayer goes, it says, give me my daily bread, you know, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, help me, help me to forgive, help me not to um, be, be tempted and all these things. It's, it is asking him of things, but I love that it starts our father who is in heaven, holy is your name. Mm-hmm. So it's this, it is this style. It's this looking at him for who he is. It's this asking of him for, for what, uh, we can receive from him. And then I love the the prayer ends for yours is the kingdom, the glory, yeah. the power. And so it's just, it shows both sides. It shows that relational connection throughout this prayer that he says is, you know, an example for us. Um, but yeah, I just, that our father, our father, our father. Um, and the rest of the Bible tells us, if you look for context clues throughout the Bible, what kind of father is he? Mm-hmm. It says that it gives your, our father good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Um, so that term, if you look throughout the Bible, will tell you a lot about what God is like. And that is going to speak to or is going to define what prayer is for you. And when we say our father, we're speaking not just to our creator, but 
we are speaking to a creator that gives us our identity. Our identity comes from our father. Yeah. And when when you acknowledge him as creator, when you acknowledge that who I am is because of who he is, then there is an exchange. And it it literally ministers to the core to core of who we are so we can be more conformed into his image. Yeah. It's your kingdom. It's your rule and reign. Yeah. And even if you see him as our creator, but you think that he is like our taskmaster, or mm-hmm. if if we are this, we're these little impotent little <laughs> creatures that are to bow down and worship him. Um, like it just, that's going to form what prayer is to you. Yeah. Like if that's the way that you see God, then that's, that's going to form your communication with that God. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said, if you look kind of throughout the Bible of where father is used, that tells you his character, that it's mm-hmm. not just a, he's not just the head of the household father. He is all these things. He is the father who delights in his children. He's the father that says, let the little children come unto me. He's the father um, from which every good and perfect gift comes down from the father, the father of lights. So uh, I think that that is so key in our relationship with prayer is knowing who he actually is as a father. I I love how you said that our perspective or our perception of the father is how we will pray. Yeah, it's going to inform how we talk to Mm -hmm. him. Exactly. Are we afraid of him? Yeah. You know, do we honor him? Are we demanding of him? Whatever it might be based upon our perspective of him. Yeah. Because if I think like, well, I have to please my father in a, like if, like in a, in a natural sense, if you didn't please your father, then he was angry with you or he withheld from you. Like if that is what's informing your prayer, then you're going to think, okay, I either can't go to him because he's going to be mad at me or I have to run to him and, and, and be perfect. And I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that is going to, it's going to define a lot in your sure. relationship to him and your communication. So, with so are you saying that fear hinders prayer? Like if you're afraid or you see God as an evil taskmaster or harsh, you're going to be less likely to pray. I would think so. I'd or be it, running in the other direction. <laughs> you'll pray, but you're doing it because if you don't, uh, yeah. then oh, like yeah. all the consequences. And so you're saying yeah. fear can motivate you as well. Yeah, big yeah. time. So the question starts out is, why do we pray? Or maybe it should be, why should I pray? (laughs) (laughs) And according to scripture, we pray because he hears us. Mm, In 1 John 5, 14 through 15. Now, this is the confidence. You got to understand when when scripture talks about confidence, it's referring to faith. Mm -hmm. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask Anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Mm-hmm. So it says according to his will. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you know his will? Yeah. Well, one scripture, but also prayer. Give us this day our daily mm-hmm. bread. So it's not just scripture, but it's also we believe that God communicates back to us. We hear his living voice. God is not dead. He is still speaking. Yes. He is still communicating. Yes. And we have confidence that, or we have faith that when we pray, when we connect to him, he actually hears us. So how does faith come? Faith, faith comes, comes by, by hearing him. of the word. Yeah. So the more you pray, the more confidence you have that he hears you when you pray. Yeah. And a lot of times in our society is we want a microwave culture. <laughs> well, I prayed once. <laughs> I asked once. Prayer is more of that slow roast, right? <laughs> that slow cook where you continue. You continue to pour out yourself. You continue to seek the face of God. You continue to connect in relationship 
And when you do that, you have greater confidence that when you pray, he hears you because it's not just a once and done thing. It's out of relationship. It's out of cultivation of that, that you can have this confidence and this faith that when you pray, he hears you. So why do we pray according to scripture? We pray because we know he hears us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're not just praying to some idol or some figure. We're praying to a living, expressive, loving, communicative God. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. It's our daily bread, which shows that this is a, you got to keep, it's, it's an ongoing conversation. That's what I, Who I doesn't love. like fresh bread? <laughs> yeah. Here, here. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> it's a real problem. Okay. <laughs> They like it a little too much, <laughs> but it's daily. And what I think another way you could say that is, Father, would you give me what I need for this day? Yeah. Tell me what I need for this day. So it's just that ever going conversation. Um, and it's not just those, because like how many of us, like we get those crisis moments and we go, God, help, <laughs> like, which is not wrong to do. Mm-hmm. But if if the conversation never stops, Mm-hmm. Then every day I'm okay. I I'm I have what I need for this day. It's mm-hmm. I don't have to wait for those moments. And if you've like, <laughs> this may be a little extreme, but like if you're if you have an estranged father that you haven't spoken to in ten years, and then you call him up, that conversation's gonna not be as natural. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a little uncomfortable. It's going to be like, well, I don't really know this person. But if it's every day, if that relationship is cultivated every day, it's a lot more natural. It's a lot more trusting. I know the tone of his voice. I know his his words. I know what the way that he speaks to me. Um, and so it, it's just there's a lot less of a gap there because mm-hmm. it's just this ongoing conversation. And I love that. Give us this day our daily bread. He's going to sustain us, but the conversation has to keep going every day. That's yeah, good. Jesus said, I do only those things I see the Father do. He did that because he had communication. Yeah. And, you know, prayer, depending on how you grew up or what you've been taught, like, prayer can take form in a lot of different ways. And sometimes mm-hmm. how does the media portray prayer? It's you get down on your knees oh, yeah. and you fold your hands and mm-hmm. you bow your head and you close your eyes. And that's when you, that's how you can pray. <laughs> yeah. We have to be careful how we put, if we put prayer in a box, right? yeah, it has to good. look like this. Yeah. yeah. That's good. The prayer can be that inner dialogue with the Holy spirit all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. So like, my thoughts, like if I'm, if I'm just saying in, in my thoughts, in my spirit, I'm saying, Holy Spirit, you know, thank you for, thank you for being near me. Thank you for, you know, providing this day. Um, I ask you to speak to me today. Like it can just be that inner dialogue all the time. It doesn't have to be those like on your knees moments. It can, but it doesn't have to be, it can be all the time. Yeah. It's really good. The first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is I begin to make my bed. And while I'm making my bed, I'm saying, Father, I just choose you. I just, and I'm just talking to the Father and I'm making, uh, I'm making it very clear in, in my positioning, but communicating to his heart that I am choosing him. Yeah. Anything I do today, it's, I'm choosing him first and foremost. Actually, uh, I said this, I think in a children's church class recently, but it was kind of, uh, or no, it was with the, the youth, but I never really thought of it in this way, but he is actually always speaking to us. Mm. And so I thought when we wake up in the morning, it was almost like this picture I had of like, he's like, yes, they're awake. Oh, they'll, that's talk, so they'll talk back to me now <laughs> because he's always speaking good things about us. He's mm-hmm. always wanting to connect with us. And our spirit man can do that even when we're asleep. But I just, it's just kind of this beautiful picture of us waking up. And if we say, good morning, Holy Spirit, good morning, mm. Father, like how he's just excited because we're, mm. we're conscious again to speak back to him. Mm-hmm. And if, if we were aware of that heart that he has for us and that connection that we could have for us, I think we would pray a lot, a lot more readily or a lot more often because 
like we would realize that he wants that conversation mm-hmm. with us. And it's not religious rhetoric. It is just us being real. Just, yeah. just talking to him like we talk yeah. to anyone else, you know, with love and yeah. value and admiration and recognizing, wow, without him, I'm nothing. Yeah. yeah. I want to respond to something that you said. You said in the mornings you get up and as you're making your bread. I was just wondering... Has there ever been a moment where you didn't make your bed in the morning? Mm, um, no, unless I was <laughs> sick and I just was in bed. I always make my so bed. So the Holy Spirit said, just focus on me today. Don't make your bed. <laughs> You'd be like, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> That's not the Lord. <laughs> I know my father's voice in he. <laughs> I multitask, make the bed and talk to my father. (laughs) You know, there was a day last week where I was kind of like, I don't need to make my bed. And then I like walked out of the room. I walked right back on in. (laughs) I made the bed. I made my bed when I lived in my mother's house. (laughs) And so. That's because there was communication back and forth between us. There's life and death. Yeah. uh, The power of Making the power the of the bed, bed made me. <laughs> no, you just had to pay if you didn't make it. Because I would make it and then you had to pay me for my time. It didn't change the, the man. <laughs> the and that's why I have... I made li- some money. <laughs> well, that's why I have license to make fun because yeah. of what you put me through. Uh. Oh All right, so gosh. we have some other questions on the topic of prayer. Uh, this next one is... If everything we ever prayed for, the opposite happened, why do we pray? <laughs> Does anybody want to tackle that? I, I just, <laughs> I guess my question is every time or everything. That's kind of like when my kids say, you never, you mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. It's kind of yeah. like I prayed once and this didn't happen. So it always. Yeah. 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 So. So that's all you want to say about that? Yeah, I'm, I'm just a, a little bit challenged by that statement because uh, I don't know if it's every time. Um, I mean, we're attacking the character of this person but, right no, now. No, no. Well, uh, Dolph, whenever we say questions. always or never, yeah. it's rarely always or never. Uh, but also my thought in that is, do I just talk to God? Is it in faith, like what we talked about? In faith, or is it just to get, mm-hmm. or is it to give? Is it is there an exchange of life? You know, is it mm-hmm. a giving and a receiving? And, you know, there's an illustration in my life. I might have shared it on a previous podcast, but um, I was really sick. Well, I want to make something clear. I mean, we don't have an exchange of life with God because we don't give mm-hmm. God life. We give him ours. Yes, Yes, but it's not because he's in need. We, right. Yeah. No, he does. Yeah. And I know you, that you know that. I was just making that clear, Good. like for those that were hearing it, that but, we, we don't offer anything to God. He is the source of life. But giving ourselves is, that's. He asks, that's, love that's the Lord your God with all your heart. heart. Soul, mind, and strength. Yeah. Yep. And love others then on top of it. Uh, but going back to my story of, uh, I was really sick and I was doing all these healing scriptures and quoting all these healing scriptures and praying for healing and all these things. And, and, um, it, it wasn't happening. And so I thought, that's it, Lord, I'm just going to seek you. I'm just going to fill myself with the word of God. And it's not about healing. It's just out of relationship. And uh, Stephen said, well, how are you doing? And I this is not instantly. It was, you know, a few days later, he goes, well, how are you feeling? And I go, oh my gosh, I I feel fine. And, you know, I'm healed. Mm-hmm. And, but instead of pursuing just to get something, and I don't know about, about you, but if someone only wants to talk to me to get something from me, it's, it's not that it's a bad thing because God wants us to come to him yeah. when we are in need. But at the same time, uh, we want the heart, not just the hand mm-hmm. of God. I, I also want to add uh, to this question that you have to realize that prayer is a lifestyle, not just a singular event. Yeah, that's good. 
It's not just a once in the, or I'm going through a hard time, so I'm praying now, or I need a financial breakthrough, so I'm praying now, or someone needs healing, so I'm praying now. Prayer in its purest sense is a lifestyle. It's constant communication with God. And to be honest, if you ask, if you ask a seasoned um, prayer warrior, right, Mm -hmm. Uh, as we like to call them, they will say, there were times where we prayed and we saw victories mm-hmm. and there are times that we prayed that there was perceived defeats yeah. mm-hmm. and that's just part of it. But the more that we pray, the more that we know him through that connection, the more that we will pray according to his will. Yeah. And so I want to really point out that <clears throat> I really want to point out that faith is not trying to get God to do what you want. Faith is aligning with what he is or what he's doing and what he said he would do. Mm-hmm. So when we pray, yes, we pour out to him, but it's also aligning with what he's saying and what he's thinking and how he responds. So like I said earlier, prayer is not just, well, I need to pray for this situation. I have a test coming up. I better pray. Mm-hmm. Um, my aunt's sick, so I, I better pray. Now, prayer is is a lifestyle. It's mm-hmm. something that we cultivate each and every day. And like, like you were saying, you got up in the morning, you put your attention on him. Uh, you invited him into your, your space, even mm-hmm. though he's, mm-hmm. he's everywhere at all times. But, uh, it's kind of like when we say, uh, we magnify you. Well, he's big. Mm-hmm. He, we're just, we're just placing our attention yeah, on him. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's that's kind of what I, I know we started out by saying, well, that's a little um, dramatic, this question. Like every time I pray, I would say prayer needs to be something that needs to be cultivated. And then as we pray and as we know him and as we hear his voice, then we can pray more according to his will. Because guess what? His his word does not return to him void. Yeah. What he what he says will come back to completion. It does not return to him void. Mm-hmm. I think I have so much to say on this topic that or this question. Do it. <laughs> um, I do just kind of want to address that so often there can become this this idea or this teaching or this belief that it didn't happen because we didn't have enough faith or because we didn't pray right or we didn't pray uh, enough. And that can really bring um, like a lot of condemnation and, and, and then your theology turns away from God mm-hmm. um, really because it's, it's, it's a twisted theology. So I think that it is that ongoing communication. It's that relationship with God. Does that mean that if your prayer didn't get answered the way that you thought that it should, does that mean that you're not in proper relationship with God? No, it doesn't. Um, Actually, sometimes the prayer doesn't get answered the way that we think that it should. And um, like, I don't, I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know why. Like sometimes I just, I don't know why. Um, And so I just think that that is something worth mentioning is because I've heard it so often. It's not happening. I must be doing something wrong. I must not have strong enough faith. Um, Do you have something to add? Well, if you look at scripture, there are times where there is that mention of you didn't receive because Mm -hmm. there wasn't faith. Yeah. Okay. That's a reality. Mm -hmm. I don't think we should be the judge of that. Yeah. Right. I don't think, well, we should say, well, you don't have enough faith or this or that because we don't know everything. We yeah. don't, we can't judge the heart. Mm-hmm. It is a reality in scripture, yeah. Um, but that's between you and God. Well, and you know what? When, when Jesus said, oh, you of little faith, he still did it anyway. Mm-hmm. So the, the result, the end result doesn't always, it's not because... I don't know mm-hmm. how to say this, um, but but he did it anyway because it's still his heart to do it. So even though he he said, "Oh, you have little faith," he still is good, and he still do it did it because that's who he is. So to think that something didn't happen because I didn't have enough faith to move God to action, I think is a distortion sometimes. And I agree with that. I will also add that 
Okay. <clears throat> so Jesus said, ye of little faith. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on to say at other places, all you need is a mustard-sized yeah. seed of faith. Well, which one is it? Little yeah. faith? Or, <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't even have a mustard seed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I believe that scripture is not talking about the amount of faith. I think it's talking about the quality of faith. Mm -hmm. It's basically, remember how I said faith is not trying to get God to do something. Faith is aligning with his will. Yeah. His will has the power to do whatever it, it sets out to accomplish. So ye of little faith, when we align with his will, mm -hmm. that is a mustard seed of faith that can move a mountain. Yeah. Okay, do you see the difference? Like a lot of times we think, well, because I prayed, well, I have faith for this. Faith is aligning with his will. Yeah. With his purpose, with his plan. And and we can maybe not know it for a particular situation, but we have the scripture. We know by his stripes, we are healed. Mm -hmm. So we pray for healing because it's a promise that he's given us. Mm -hmm. All the work of Jesus, it's mm -hmm. it's already there. It's already given. So we're to aligning ask him with... To give him us something he's already given. Yeah. So I think sometimes we say, well, because I had a good expectation for something, that is faith. That is not faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Faith is aligning with his word, with his will. And you know that from scripture, but you also know that from connection with him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that's where the balance is. I agree that we shouldn't be like judging and saying, well, you don't have enough faith. I would say, what is God wanting to do? Mm -hmm. And that is what we seek. And when we know it, then we align with that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you think about the mercy of God. Mm -hmm. God's mercy is there. And that's when we have done absolutely nothing. In fact, we probably have done some really crazy things, yet his mercy is extended to us that you stand in awe and say, God, look what I've done. Look where I've been. Look what I've said. And look what you just did. Mm -hmm. And he blows our mind with his goodness, with his mercy, with his grace, with his compassion. And it's... We just cannot put any of this in a box at all. Yeah, I think it's important to to realize that I, it, prayer and faith. We're not convincing God. Like, right? If how how can I put this? Like, you don't have to convince God to do something that He's doing. Yeah, yeah, He's already done. And I think sometimes prayer gets into this begging thing, where it's like, okay, God, what do you want to do in this situation? What is your heart for this situation? And guess what? There are some times where there is a perceived defeat, but we don't always understand it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's just, well, that will be until he comes back and all things are revealed. Well, there's a scripture that says the secret things belong to the Lord. So mm -hmm. that there is just some things we may never understand. Well, and that's where I was going to go next with this question of if the opposite always happens, you know, why do I pray? I think we have to be careful not to call God names based upon our finite, mm -hmm. limited knowledge mm, yeah. perspective um, because God lives outside of time and space. I do not. Right. <laughs> and, um, and so I think if we saw all that was actually taking place in eternity, in the grand scheme of things, uh, things, disappointments that we had saying, oh, my prayer didn't get answered. Maybe it did. It just didn't get answered in the way that you thought it should, that, that you thought it would, the way that your understanding could comprehend it. Like I could be the product of my great, 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 great grandmother's prayers. I don't know that. But I think like God is always working be, before we even get there. Yeah. And um, so sometimes like that's a hard pill to swallow of like, well, I prayed for this person to be healed and they died. Well, did they, did they go to heaven? <laughs> did they have eternal life? Like, it's disappointing to our understanding, yes. And I think that's where we have to be really careful is to catch that um, where it's disappointing because um, that will change or can change your theology. Um, and then 
And then your faith is when you when you pray, you don't believe that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. And then that can really come in and start to cause questions of, well, is he who he says he is? If this didn't happen, if my expectations were not met in these ways, then then it starts to change not only our relationship to God, but it changes our whole belief about who yeah. he is. Our theology goes based upon our experience yeah. rather than his nature. Yeah. So instead, like if I if I have been disappointed before, like I prayed for healing and the healing didn't come the way that I thought it would, it would my faith has to be in that he is the healer. Even if my expectations are not met in this moment, he is still the healer, which means next time when somebody needs prayer for healing, I'm going to pray again. And we haven't put how the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness, and heavenly places. There is a battle. And someone's own personal will. And a person's will. Exactly. Yeah, we also don't get to see those things. So we don't get to see always what God is doing ahead of us or behind the scenes, but we also don't get to see all that is happening in these other dynamics of the spirit realm of a fallen world, of sin nature, of choices, of consequence. We don't, we can't see all of that. Yeah. There was a situation where there was a big group of people praying for healing for someone. And I know some of the back end stuff, but this person was at the point where they were tired of fighting. Mm. And so we could say, well, well, God let them die, but we don't always know if they wanted to go. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't we know don't if always this is know. the same story or not, but many years ago, uh, someone was in a battle and they said, don't tell Pastor Steve because I don't want him to pray because I want to go. No. <laughs> because every time he'd pray, I'd come back and I don't want to come back. I want to go. Yeah. And so don't tell him, you know, that I'm <laughs> facing this. Because and I it was because we do have a will. And sometimes, you know, and that's that's a person's prerogative to say, this is a battle I don't want to fight. And I don't know what your guys' view on this, but I don't believe that everything that happens, God planned it to happen. Oh, yeah. Um, Exactly. Like we know in scripture that he will heal our land if we humble ourselves and pray. Mm -hmm. So some things happen because the believer or the church or or whatever, they're not fulfilling their end of the bargain. Mm -hmm. That's a reality. Well, and he'll even give us according to our idols or what we want. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, he didn't want Israel to have a king. He said, Mm -hmm. this is not a good idea. I've already seen- He answered prayer, but- (laughs) I've already seen how this is going to go and I don't want that for you. Yeah. But since that's what you want, I'll give it to you. Mm -hmm. So we do have that will. And I kind of thought of this example, like if a if a child, if a three-year-old um, says, I hate you to his parents because they won't let him run out into the street to go to the ice cream truck. Mm-hmm. they That child in that child's perspective thinks my parents hate me because they won't let me have what I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now we know as adults that that decision was made for our good But then as that child grows older, they have their own autonomy. If they make the choice to run out into the street because it's their choice, does the parent still not want them to do that? The parent still doesn't want them to do that, but it's that person's choice. So they're going to face consequence. So just because God is able to do whatever, (laughs) you know, he is all powerful, doesn't mean that he's going to remove our choice and there are still consequences to choice because that's that's the design that he so beautifully gave us yes. was the ability to, to choose. choose. Yeah. Really so you the greatest free will. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I think we do. <laughs> Not everybody listens to this. Maybe, I don't know. And that's <laughs> why I was, you know, when I open, it's like there's so many different stra- streams of thought when it comes to... Um, faith and prayer is such a a pillar in our faith that 
this conversation could be had a lot of different ways, but this is our conversation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you might not. We don't agree even with know where it. our conversation is going. <laughs> <laughs> well, we kind of do because we have other questions. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. So let's look at another question. It's all about prayer, but it kind of fits into it. If someone doesn't believe in the power of prayer, why should they pray? And my th- first thought was this question has answered itself. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't believe, if you don't have faith, if you don't have confidence, would there be any power to prayer? It's kind of like if you went out to your living room and started vacuuming the living room, but you did not plug in the vacuum. (laughs) Yes, you would be vacuuming, quote unquote vacuuming, but it wouldn't be effective because it wasn't plugged into the power. Yeah. And so that's what I was saying about faith. It's like, what is God doing? What is he saying? When we pray, it needs to be plugged into the power of heaven, not just going out there and just doing a routine of like, look at how I'm vacuuming and wow, I vacuum every day. Well, it's not plugged in, people. I just spent an hour vacuuming. So the question is, if someone doesn't believe in the power of prayer, why should they pray? Like the pastor side of you, you should pray. But part of me says, if you don't believe, then... Is there if there's no faith, well, then there wouldn't be power. It's like saying, Joel, you need to talk to me, but mm-hmm. I don't have power to make you talk to me. Right? Mm-hmm. If you chosen not to talk to me, mm-hmm. that that's a choice you've made. Yeah, Katie, you have a different perspective. No, I just think if you don't believe, if something in you doesn't believe that that you know. God is real or that prayer is effective. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why you would like, want to I, I pray. Don't, I don't, I just don't know why you would pray. Yeah. Like an, an atheist isn't going to pray because they don't believe yeah. that they're praying to anything. It'd be ridiculous for them. So I think that question comes that there has to be some level of faith. There has to be something inside of you, even if it's just a fractional thing mm-hmm. yeah. that believes that you are praying to someone. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you wouldn't pray. Yeah. So if there is any element of faith that you're praying to something, to someone, mm-hmm. yeah, then that's why you pray. And I think like, I, I just heard this, um, I was listening to a memoir of a, of a drug addict and um, yeah, I'm going somewhere, but where's this going? I like to listen to memoirs. I, it's just something I like to do, but this person was in a desperate moment and they prayed. It was one of those like, God, if you're real, do something in my life. They just kind of, it was kind of like, a, a, I'll say a Hail Mary, but it was like, a, <laughs> it's not, it's not the right analogy, but um, perfect analogy. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. um, but they just cried out and, and God encountered that person in a way they had never experienced before. And to where when the words left their mouth, they weren't quite sure. There was still that fraction of faith that there could be some someone out there. There could be a God. And God's response to that fraction of faith was an encounter with God that then convinced that person that God is real. Mm-hmm. They they had an they had an encounter with God, and so ju- that to me is if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, yeah. it can move mountains. Because even the question of is there a God, there's still faith in that question because mm-hmm. you haven't said there is no God. Yeah, you don't want to put faith in a box because it can look different. From person to like, if you have a a religious perspective on what faith looks like, well, I would say maybe few don't fit into that. What is faith? Believing that he is, like believing that he exists, Mm -hmm. believing that, um, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. But that's where it starts: is believing that he is. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, through creation, woven into our humanity is an awareness of God. And I think a lot of things in life and culture and religion, and I'm just talking not specific religions, but just just religion in general, where it's based upon rules and laws and traditions of men and rituals and all these other things, we get caught up in religious traditions, as it were, when really what we're crying out for is to know our creator. Mm -hmm. 
that inside of us, people cry out to God who maybe have never even had any religious formal training, but there is an awareness. And uh, I've talked to many people who do not believe in Jesus. They are not Christians, but they are spiritual in their quote unquote awareness that there is a higher power. That's words that they use. Well, I believe in a higher power. I believe. So God put it in us to be hungry for him. So maybe this individual at the moment doesn't, you know, I don't believe what I'm exactly how the question went, but if I don't believe that there's going to be any power to my praying, why pray? Uh, because innately inside of them, there is a thread of if there is a God. Yeah. And maybe a little bit afraid uh, of what they might discover. Mm-hmm. And the fact is we can, we can risk praying. We, that's a good risk to take. It's faith. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we'll uh, answer the last question on uh, prayer. The question is, is there a benefit to praying for healing? Well, that makes me wonder that they're not sure that someone can be healed if they pray, because I would think the benefit for praying for healing would be their be car healed. gets fixed. Yeah. Yeah. No, that they would be healed, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So the benefit of praying for healing is that they would be healed in James 5, 15. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The prayer offered in faith. Faith, faith is connecting to what God is doing and saying or has promised by his stripes, we are healed, right? And the And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. Mm. So is there benefit to pray for someone to be healed? Yes, because scripture tells us that when we pray in faith, people will be healed. Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. the reality is people get healed and others don't. Why is that? It's a mystery, right? (laughs) I think people have been asking that question forever. Yeah. But I think this reality should encourage us to pray more for the sick. The more you pray for healing, the more people will be healed. So the reality is some people get healed, some people don't. But that reality is, well, then... That shouldn't, some people hear that and say, well, I shouldn't pray. Well, how many people are going to get healed from you not praying? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not many, if at all. Now, if you look at that reality and say, wait a second, if I pray, there's a potential Mm -hmm. that someone could be healed. Well, that reality should encourage us to pray more because the more that we pray for healing, the more opportunity there is for someone to be healed. Yeah. I believe our answers come can come in many different forms because there are miracles, which is usually what we, when we pray for healing, that's what we want, an instantaneous miracle where everything's done in a flash and it's done. Uh, but then there's, there's healing and that's miraculous as well, but it's a process. Mm-hmm. And in my life, I've experienced instantaneous miracles when it came to healing. But also in my life, uh, I've experienced the process of healing. And one was when I was 27 and my spirit was leaving my body and it actually felt very good. I felt no fear. It was like the pain was gone. Uh, Rebecca comes in. I probably told this story. She came in at three years old and says, devil, you get away from my mommy in the name of Jesus. Instantly, my spirit man uh, came back in my body and I thought, oh my goodness, what's Stephen going to do with two little kids? And um, so right then, a fight rose inside of me. Uh, but it wasn't a miracle healing. It took, it was miraculous, but it wasn't instantaneously miraculous. It took about nine months until the fullness of that manifestation of healing took place. And so in those nine months, it was continuing to inquire the Lord and 
continuing to ask the Lord for grace and ability and and um, and little little miracles and healings along that way in that nine months. And I remember there was times where the Lord would speak to Stephen how to pray for me. He would pray for me that way and it brought uh, a, re- a relief. It wasn't total healing, but it was a relief. Uh, uh, there was also a time in my life where um, I was just, Lord, you know, heal me of this, heal me of this. This is what I'm facing. And I heard him speak to me and he told me, uh, what I should eat. Yeah. And I began to eat. Actually, he told me to eat soy. Now, I'm not telling everybody they should eat soy. But in this, this is what my body needed, which I did not realize. And some people are allergic. So you can't take what God spoke to me, right? Yeah. But he said, you, you eat soy. And I began to eat that and I began to heal. Mm-hmm. And... um So it's just, God will speak to us. He'll lead us. He'll guide us. He'll direct us. And it might be different. I've had so many healings in my life and not any of them were cookie cutter. Yeah. So I think sometimes we we give up too quickly or we expect it to come in a certain way, in a a certain package. Um, And that's why I said that prayer is a lifestyle. It's not just a one-time occurrence. It is a continual connection mm-hmm. to heaven, to mm-hmm. to our Father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing that I want to point out with this, and, and I think this is where people kind of get hung up on healing, is let's go back to that James 5.15. And the prayer offered, so this is coming from people, right? Actually, in this context, it's coming from the elders of the church. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. Mm. Okay, I want you to get this. Your responsibility is to pray. Yeah. Mm. It is God's ability to heal. Yes. When you pray, it has nothing to do with your ability whatsoever. <laughs> your responsibility is to pray, it's not to heal the person. Mm. And so that takes the pressure off. It's like, mm-hmm. all I'm doing is praying mm-hmm. because that's what scripture tells us, and I have faith for it. But it's still God's responsibility to move in power. Yeah. Yeah. I've just seen God. God just, he does so much more than we'll ever know. Um, And so like I've just seen where somebody prayed, their prayer didn't get answered in the way that they wanted it to. But the fruit that came out of what happened was so, so good. It was so exponential. It was like lives were changed, lives were transformed. You know, like you pray for someone and they die and then all of these lives come into the kingdom of God. Well, was that God saying, well, this person had to die for this to happen? I don't think so. But I think that God is always answering our prayers. He will work all things he will. out He just will. I won't always understand it. Um, do I think that, you know, Every time somebody dies, he's, you know, happy about it. No, (laughs) I don't, I don't have those answers, but I do know who he is. And so for me, like, why do I pray for healing? Even after I've seen time and time again, not the results that I hoped to see or that I wanted to see, because I still believe my faith is still that he is good, that he is a healer, that he is doing things that I can't see, that he... Um, that there's things going on that I don't understand. Does that mean that I should just stop praying? Like you said, no, because then my faith is not in him anymore. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not It's not to believe that what he said is true. Instead, I've just made a commitment that I'm going to, I'm going to keep asking. I'm going to keep seeking. I'm going to keep knocking. I'm going to um, pray every time mm-hmm. because that's where my faith is. It's in him, not in the disappointment of what what didn't happen in my limited perspective. Mm. That's where I think sometimes theology is created because they watch God take a very negative situation, something that seemed like a prayer, quote unquote, was not answered, mm-hmm. uh, and take it and turn it around for good. So their assumption was, 
It was that not God the will of God that God, yeah, yeah God yeah. orchestrated this so that somebody could get saved yeah. when Jesus already paid the price for people to get mm. saved. But, uh, but in reality, what is taking place is when it when it's all said and done, God will turn all things around for good. He will move on behalf. It doesn't of, necessarily mean he's the originator. That's right. Of these evil things. Yeah. It He's, just means yeah. he can turn all things for good yeah. for those that love him and are, and are called according. That scripture yeah. comes right out right after it talks about praying in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And after this, God will turn all things around for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So that was really after prayer Mm -hmm. that things begin to turn around for good. And what is praying in the spirit? Praying the perfect prayer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, we're we're tongue talkers here. (laughs) Uh, But we can pray in whatever our language is is in the spirit when it's inspired by the Holy Spirit. So we're tongue talkers and we run through the sanctuary naked. (laughs) And um, no, you know. that one is not. Oh. No, no, it's not. Okay. It was a rumor one time. It was a rumor <laughs> back in the day. The, the give yeah. me the light church. They run down the <laughs> the women run down the halls and this uh, is, the aisles naked. That, that's, that's when our gossip free zone <laughs> culture started to be. That was so funny because <laughs> well, that that was said about us, but we were in a storefront. There wasn't even an aisle to run down. You know. <laughs> Well, I would say the growth in men in that time really. No. Uh, no. Gosh. Please, uh, oh goodness! No. The joke the is, we would think that. people would have come to see that, but they already did. They also said we handled snakes, you know. So yeah, that was. Well, they know is, us. Yeah, that, you know oh, that's that not, not true. <laughs> that was forty some years ago. A long time. We ago. don't emotionally handle snakes. No. We, no. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's the last thing I'd have around me. <laughs> so let's go back to the question really quick. <laughs> so we can wrap it up in a bow. So is there a benefit to praying for healing? Other than the fact of someone gets healed. Yeah. Uh, other benefits of praying for healing is that healing is meant to be a witness to the gospel. So when you pray for someone and they get healed, it leads them to Christ. It leads them to the gospel, the good news. It is also a visible manifestation that the kingdom of God is destroying the works of the enemy. Jesus said, I have come to destroy the works of the enemy. So when he talks about you will do greater works, what are these greater works? Destroying the works of the enemy. So when we pray for the sick and they recover, we are destroying the kingdom of darkness. And there could be more. But the last one is we pray for healing or the reason we pray for healing or the benefit that we pray for healing is that it is a sign of the kingdom come. Mm. Yeah. That is so good. So that's a nice little bow <laughs> now we put it on. Beautiful bow. Yeah. So do we think that you should pray? I think mm. it's a good Based idea. Based upon... <laughs> yeah, my son uh, sent me a text and he... Be, ha, has anybody ever like said something that was totally obvious, like, like no Doug kind of like, <laughs> and then, so he, he goes, uh, he says something and I was like, um, how did I say it? It was something like, oh, you got it, Sherlock. And then after a minute he goes, who is Sherlock? <laughs> I said, he was a detective. <laughs> You're pretty aware. <laughs> Your sarcasm. You got you lost him with yeah. the old reference. Well, I mean the reference is I don't I don't think he's ever seen a Sherlock. Well, apparently and, not. No. Yeah. What is Sherlock? <laughs> <laughs> On the next episode of Life Exchange. <laughs> All right. Well, we well, hope that that helped you. Yeah. And as always, yes. If you want to get this truth heard. You know, we put out little posts like with little clips, like it, share it, tell your mother-in-law about it. Oh goodness. Uh, I don't know. Well, rate it, you know, because like before I started doing this, I was like, ah, these things don't matter. Yeah, they do matter. So please partner with us and share, like, review, review positively. Yeah. 
Yeah. Please. I have so many people that contact me and say, your podcast is so great, but I love this, this and this about it. And I'm like, thank you so much. If, if all those people right now, I feel like I'm an evangelist. Yeah. If all these people right now would just Could pause come to the altar, <laughs> your pause your podcast and actually write a review of those thoughts. Those are mm. super duper helpful. We would love It'll it. It'll bring you closer to the Lord. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we take it too Let's far. Let's <laughs> get into a charismatic witchcraft. Okay. Um, oh man, if you guys didn't, if you're not aware of this environment. Some the, things we say might be really confusing. I'll we'll just leave it at that. Come get to know us. It might make more sense. <laughs> but, all right. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Life Exchange. We'll be back next week with more conversation on topics of life and leadership. Until next time, be sure to check out our website at givinglight.org where you can learn more about our church and access loads of resources to help you grow in your walk with God and people. If you like what you heard today, we'd be grateful if you would leave a five-star review and share with your friends. Be blessed. Remember to shine your light and have a great week. Thank you.